All right, we're back for 2017, Michelle. <gasps> How exciting. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Hi, and welcome to Pod Soup with Michelle and Tracy, fueling our podcast obsession by producing a podcast about podcasts. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Michelle. Another week, another podcast. What's featuring on your playlist this week? I'm going to review an ABC podcast called Tall Tales and True. Oh, that's one of my favourites. And I've got a particular episode of a podcast called Reply All that you really have to listen to. Mm, sounds good. I haven't listened to that one. I have a good old faithful podcast, Radio Lab, and another one by a couple of Aussie brothers called What's That About? Which is just something lighthearted and, and makes me laugh. Well, would you like to start us off? Right, so Radio Lab. This is an American podcast. A lot of people will already be aware, uh, may have already listened to this, and it's a podcast about investigations told through sounds and stories, but centred around one big idea. The show is designed for, quote, this is what they say, listeners who demand scepticism but appreciate wonder. It's by WNYC Studios, who also have brought us Freakonomics Radio, which you might know, Death, Sex and Money, and a few other ones. The hosts are Jad Abumrad and Robert Kralwich. <laughs> Good accent. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and they're very... <laughs> the stories are informative, and they're always interesting. I always see them pop up on my feed, and I think, no, I'm not going to listen to that. It just doesn't look interesting. But I start in the first five minutes, and it gets me in every time. They always have a scientific basis to it. It's sort of a, a relaxed manner. I mean, they're very well produced. Sound is great. And the stories would appeal to a wide audience. So it's been around for a while. It comes out about monthly. It goes for about an hour. The Some of the stories I've particularly liked were Alpha. For girl, the tale about love, loss, and lamb chops. It's about a girl who loved meat all her life, mm. and then one day her body just started to reject it. But the one that I want to show you right now, uh, that I listened to just before the American election, mm-hmm. and come election season, as you will be aware, in America they don't have to vote, and so there was a lot of um, cynical people saying, why should they cast a ballot if you know one single vote? That's not going to make any change. So they set off this team to find a single vote can make a difference. And they venture from the biggest election on the planet in India where polling officials must brave a lion-inhabited forest to collect the vote of um, a temple priest to the smallest election on the planet, where there are no polling officials, only little cats wearing name tags. (laughs) So this except I will play you starts in India, where come election time, they have this crazy rule. And the rule is that every single person in India should be within walking distance of a polling booth. So not one single person of the 800 million plus voters in India has to travel more than two kilometres to get to a polling booth. That's impressive, right? Yeah. So Eshway Karashi was the chief election commissioner in India between 2010 and 2012. And here he talks about the lengths they go to to provide every single Indian the opportunity to vote. They pull out all stops, so they use choppers. They like hike for days up mountains. They get on elephants and go jungle bashing. They use camels, mules, motorcycles. So this starts in a in Kudrat, which is a lush jungle area in India. We have a polling station in uh, Gir Forest of Gujarat, only for one voter. So in Gujarat, 
there is a forest, and there is a temple priest who lives inside a temple deep, deep in this forest. By himself. Yeah. And so what Kurishi would do is every election, he'd send team into that forest, which, by the way, is the home to the Asiatic lion. Oh. And there are regular reports of lions actually attacking people. And basically, these guys trek 12 and a half miles into the forest, dragging along with them this voting machine, until they get to this, like, it's like a little forest outpost. They get there, they sleep overnight, and then early the next morning, set up the polling station, and then they wait. They just wait for this guy. They wait for him to come and uh, vote. And there's actually a video on YouTube of this guy emerging from the forest to vote. His name is Mahant Bharatdas Darshandar. He's wearing traditional clothes, you know, this long sarongi-type skirt. So he walks into this little station, fills out his ballot, gets his finger painted with a little red dot, right? That's to make sure he doesn't vote twice. Which would be a little hard to pull off in this situation. Um, But anyway, he fills out his ballot, and then his vote gets counted. That is hilarious. All that trouble for just one vote. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting, though. So that's Radiolab. That's one of my favourites. Check it out. So, Tracy, what have you got for us? The first one I'm going to review is a podcast called Tall Tales and True. It's... Oh, there's my dog. (laughs) Hold on. I'll just close the door to the studio. Okay. All right. Tall Tales and True. It's um, an ABC podcast hosted by Melanie Tate. Tall Tales and True brings together the very best of life storytelling from across Australia, featuring courageous storytellers who front up to the microphone to bare their soul and share their life-changing moments in front of a live audience. Captivating, jaw-dropping and thought-provoking, these pure Australian stories will make you laugh, cry or gasp, or maybe all three at once. Mm. I love all the stories that have been uploaded for this podcast. Me too. Um, but one I'm going to play for you is a favourite. It's called I Nailed a Murderer. So the story is told by Colleen Gwynn, who is the Children's Commissioner for the Northern Territory. But back in 2001, she was investigating officer on one of Australia's most notorious murder cases. And we're both mm. familiar with the Peter Falconio, Falconio. case. Um, she had been working in Port Moresby, was but was then sent to Alice Springs, and the incident had happened, but it was not being well investigated, and mm. it was her job to assemble a team that would help her investigate the case and to try and clean up the initial mess that was at the beginning of that case. So here she is talking about putting together her dream team to investigate the Falconio murder. If I was going to plan for a game, there was no coach, there was no captain. In fact, there was very little good players. Um, They all there, there was no um, collegiality. They didn't actually really care about the victim, the case, the family in the UK. It was a bit of a mess, really. So what I did is I observed the individuals and there was three people that stood out for me. There was the old stoled cop that had probably lived in Alice Springs all his life. He was, he was, uh, he, he went at his own pace. He was smart. He was methodical. Um, 
but he believed that something bad had occurred. The second person was a young detective who'd worked in Alice Springs and she wanted a challenge. She was tired of dealing with drug, uh, drug and alcohol-induced violent crime. She wanted something different and she wanted to stay. The third person, who would end up being best on ground, was a, um, a intel officer who was OCD like you wouldn't believe. If she wanted to get her legs waxed in December, she'd plan for it in January. So she, um, <laughs> oh, she's going to hear this, I've just realised. The, um, the second part, so I've picked the team, I've got the team, we're not going to be the wooden spoons, we're going to make the finals. So that, that was a great story, I love that. She's um, an amazing woman, isn't she? She comes across as such a hard, tough woman, but at the end it's quite amazing. She's so soft and then so she actually ends up... Um, removing herself from the courtroom when the final verdict final verdict comes yep. and she says she just cries and cries and cries but she's funny too but she's such a character yeah. I know I just love her she's fantastic every one of the stories in this podcast I think they uploaded all of the stories at the same time mm. but they're it's kind of like a best of storytelling around Australia they're all great aren't they um, mm. yeah A Mother's Nightmare did you listen to that one which one was that she was an older woman talking about the experience Oh yes, and she lost her child, didn't she? Yeah, she lost her child, and mm. it was that was awful. And there was another one, the emergency room. A young doctor, mm. I think it might have been his first day in the ER. And he's reflecting back on how hard yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, but they're not all um, as emotionally dark as that. So mm. there were some really funny ones too. The crocodile one I like. The um, the kite surfer who was out in the water and he was further off the beach than he expected to be. Yep. And he just gets taken down by a croc and it's about him mm. wrestling this croc out in the water and then eventually escaping. That was pretty amazing. So that. The episodes were all uploaded at once. It's sort of a, that was the set, series one. Hopefully there'll be a series two because I mm. really enjoyed listening to these stories. Definitely worth binging on this one. Yeah, mm. I agree. In the meantime, worth visiting The Moth, which is an mm. American storytelling podcast. Mm. Some great stories on that as well. Now, my second podcast I wanted to talk to you about is a podcast called Reply All. But I I'm not don't know this one. I'm not going to talk about the podcast in general, although other than to say Reply All is a show about the internet, trained rats, time travel, celebrity dogs, love lawn phone scammers, angry flower children, <laughs> workplace iguanas and more. Wow. It's hosted by PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. It's wow. basically a podcast about stories, generally true stories, documentaries sort of style. Mm-hmm. And it says it's a show about the internet, but it's not. There's always an element of technology in people's lives interwoven into the story. Specifically, though, you must listen to an episode called Man of the People. It's hilarious and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> an unbelievable story, but true. And the line about this podcast, it just says a new technology falls into the hands of the wrong people. But mm. that doesn't begin to describe this story. This particular episode is about a guy called Dr. John Brinkley, mm-hmm. who lived in America, down in Texas. Mainly the story takes place in the 1930s. Right. And he's basically a charlatan and a scam artist. And the beginning of the story starts off, first of all, they do a little bit uh, in the podcast about his wife, but then they cut to him and the beginnings of his mm-hmm. um, scamming ways. Wow. Which involves goat testicles. What? 
Listen to this. <laughs> There's like nobody there. This is Penny Lane. She's a filmmaker. She made a documentary about John Brinkley. So the Brinkleys moved to Milford and they set up shop. This elderly farmer named Bill Stitzworth comes into the office and, you know, after much hemming and hawing, kind of manages to spit out his problem, which is that he's a flat tire. Um, get it? Get it? You know, and finally the Brinkley's like, oh, you're impotent. Okay, gotcha. I'm so sorry. We have nothing for that. Like, modern medical science has not solved that problem. I'm very sorry. According to Brinkley, what happens next is that he and the farmer get into small talk, and they start talking about goats. They talk about how goats never seem to be impotent. They're always virile. And the farmer says something to Brinkley that will change his life. <laughs> he says, gosh, it's too bad. I don't have billy goat nuts. And then Brinkley kind of laughs. And then after hours of Brinkley saying, no, I didn't learn that in medical school. That's not how we do things. Uh, that might not work. It could be dangerous. The farmer refuses to leave until Brinkley agrees to try to fix his impotence by giving him goat testicles. That is the strangest <laughs> eureka moment. So then, of course, he tries it and it works. It works, according to Brinkley. Brinkley tells the world that he has created the goat gland cure, meaning he will take goat testicles, he'll insert them into your scrotum, and you'll be healed. And not just of impotence, either. He says it'll cure flatulence, emphysema, stomach cancer. He's got a version for women, which he says will cure female infertility. What to say? Oh my that's hilarious. That's too funny. But that's not even all of the story. That's the beginning of the story. So he goes on, continues to treat people with the um, so goat. He transplants the goat's <laughs> testicles into, into the people. scrotum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so all these farmers turn up with their goats in hand, <laughs> their favourite goat. Oh no. Um, eventually, Brinkley sets up his own goat herd. But that's just the beginning of the story. He goes on to bigger and better things, more and more medicines. He um, makes a fortune. Yeah. He builds his own radio station. So that's the technology aspect. So he builds his own radio station to broadcast directly into people's wow. living rooms. Mm. Um, to advertise, you mean? Well, it's a question and answer. Dear doctor, I have this problem, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And then he says what the solution is. You need my... Oh, blah 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 cure. So right. then it encourages other people that think, oh, I've got this problem too. Maybe I'll go and buy some oh. of Dr. Brinkley's medicine. Oh, he's clever, very clever. So back in the 1930s, listen to this carefully. We have a scam artist, mm -hmm. very popular with the people, who makes a fortune, likes naming things mm -hmm. after himself, has little regard for the truth, and uses new media to his advantage. Oh my goodness. The similarities. The similarities. <gasps> Apparently, this podcast has been picked up by some movie studio and they're going to make a movie wow. about it. Are they getting Trump to play the main role? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Robert Downey Jr. is being talked about and I can actually really imagine that. Anyway, you must listen to the whole story. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. It okay. is. Yep, I will be listening to that. Right, right. back to you, podcast number four. Right. My next podcast is, on that note, a nice, lighthearted, <laughs> another humorous one um, by a couple of Aussie brothers. Uh, it's called What's That About? 
they take a look at the topics and trends that are making them wonder what that's about. So they've got a special sibling chemistry, these two, and they make me laugh a lot. I know you've listened to it before, haven't you? Yes, I have. Uh, they don't take themselves too seriously. No. At all, or at all. <laughs> and uh, this results in um, like a very easy to listen to, laid back, amusing episodes about the questions we've all wondered about at some stage in our lives, like the man flu, is it real? Belly button lint? <laughs> uh, why do people tease redheads? Uh, shoes on the telephone lines. That's one that I've always wondered about. Uh, why do men have nipples? So you get the picture anyway. Uh, the episodes are only short. They're only about 15 to 20 minutes long and they usually come out weekly. And as you know, my husband will not listen to podcasts no matter how many times I keep telling him he will love this podcast. Just give it a go. Just try it. Compared to me who walks around the house all day long with headphones on my ears, very antisocially. <laughs> so knowing how much his life revolves around his one or two beers at night, mm. I found this podcast, this episode, uh, which is called How Beer Invented Everything. Oh, good. Let's have a listen. In, uh Driver. The main drive. So they invented the plough due to beer. They invented the wheel due to beer. The wheel. The wheel's a big one. That's your big boy. That's your big boy right there. <laughs> Irrigation. Mathematics. That's all from beer. They all wanted to grow more barley. They wanted to be able to streamline the beer making process. That's even, even writing was due to beer. They wanted to get their recipes down. That is amazing. Yes. So basically, civilization as we know it. The bubbly stuff. That's, that's incredible. So, the, the first township. Yep. The wheel. Yes. Writing. Yeah. Mathematics. Yeah. All from beer. All from beer, which is amazing. Well, without beer, it may have been something else, but we'll we'll forget that for current um, purposes of yeah. conversation. Beer created life as we currently know it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bloody good drink. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's delicious on a hot day, too. Water did nothing for 90,000 years. Water had its chance. <laughs> Beer came to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Tracy. I bet you didn't know that beer invented the wheel. Invented the wheel, invented everything. English, it invented <laughs> maths as we know it. It invented... Apparently they go on to say that uh, it was payment for making the pyramids. They used to get a beer. gallon of beer at the end of the day. Beer paid for the pyramids. Not a bad thing, really. <laughs> at the end of a day of building a pyramid... Yeah, I think that would be quite a nice reward. Um, uh, I like that part, that podcast. It's it, it's also really family friendly as well. Yeah, it's the fifteen whole minutes, so it's it. good for a school commute. Everyone can listen to it. It's mm. funny, but you actually do learn something as well. So mm. there's a little bit of an educational element it's good, to isn't it. it. Like yeah, that. it's good. Very good. Then all done. <gasps> That's it. We're back into it. 2017. Here we come. <laughs> If you like our show, tell a friend. We would love for you to share Podsoup. And we'd love you to rate Podsoup on iTunes. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram. I don't understand why he won't listen to podcasts. They're great. His best friend loved that beer one, I have to say. (laughs) The goat test is going to be delicious.